Hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Tommy Rotini. You already know who I am. But if you don't know, I run a fashion label here in Lagos, Nigeria called Exclamations. I've been running this proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand for the past 18 years. So I think I know a thing or two. Today's podcast is the beginning of another series. A three-part series that I'm calling Before You Throw In The Towel. Now, I talked a little bit about this on Instagram yesterday, where I promised that I was going to take on this series. And this series was born out of a conversation I had with one of my mentees, who was considering stopping, ending her business or closing shop. You know, so in her mind, she had done all she could and the business simply wasn't profitable. And she felt, you know, after investing nine years into this venture, it was time for her to try out something else. Now, I have to say this. It takes a very strong person to make a decision like this. I don't want people thinking that it's a sign of weakness. And I know there's all this cliche out about not giving up and about, you know, hanging in there. But, um... Beyond just hanging in there and not giving up for the sake of it, sometimes there is a valid reason for shutting down a business and considering a different path. And sometimes this comes from analyzing and drawing wise conclusions. So I am not in the school of don't stop if it's not working. I'm in the school of don't consider any one venture the end of your journey. Some platforms lead to others. If you are trying something and you are constantly hitting, you know, a hard wall and you are constantly not making money, you are not making any profit, it's um, interfering with your peace of mind, it's interfering with your life, it doesn't fit into your life, it doesn't allow you to enjoy life. It is a valid consideration to shut it down. That is what I sincerely believe. However, before you shut it down, you need to be sure you are not shutting it down prematurely. And you need to be sure that you are doing right by the business, following the right business principles. Because like I said on Instagram, businesses follow the same principles whether you're selling cars, clothes, or coffee, same principles apply. If you're trying to end the business to start another one, your business skills are still going to be needed to be applied in the next business. So don't think just because this one business was tough, this other business would be easier. Be, 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 Be sure that you are following the correct success and business principles, right? Because it really doesn't matter. If you spend 10 years doing business wrong, you will have the wrong, you know, um, response. If you spend 10 years doing business wrong, you will not be successful at it. Even if you keep changing businesses, the same business principles that apply in selling clothes, apply in selling coffee, apply in selling cake, apply in selling cars.
So fix that. Fix your business skills. Fix the way you think. think fix your outlook to life. Fix your character. These things, these things, if they are not fixed, will hinder you. Whatever it is you try to do, whether it's business or even if it is not business, right? Even if you're trying to run an NGO, if you don't fix your mindset, you're still going to continue to hit a brick wall. So I wanted to put all of this in context so that you don't feel as if um, making a decision one way or the other was right or wrong. But the premise is important, right? The premise is important. All right, so let's go right into it. So, I'm talking today about what you need to do before you throw in the towel. Before you give up on this business. Let's talk about some of the things you may be doing wrong. Let's talk about some of the things you need to start doing right. Let's talk about some of the mindsets that need to be shifted, right, before you throw it in. Number one, I'm going to talk about some myths now. So, today I'm going to talk about myths business myths right that you need to simply just correct you know these are not true myth number one is that all you need to do is hang in there in a business that if you are in business long enough it will eventually pay off now you guys know i'm all for hanging in there i'm all for investing time and patience and resilience and determination in a business i honestly truly believe that irrespective of what business school you attend that um or even how much you invest in the business if you are looking at sustained success you are looking at building a brand there's no shortcut you have to put in the time you need to put in the time. Um, there will be bursts of success now and again. But for sustained success, to become a dependable brand, to become a household name, those things take putting in the time. But putting in the time does not replace doing things right. I want to repeat, repeat that. Putting in the time does not replace doing things right. If you are not applying the right business principles to your business, even if you spend 20 years, you spend 20 years running around in circles, you spend 20 years learning and relearning these lessons, but until you truly imbibe these principles, you will keep hitting the brick wall. So if for instance, you are running a fashion business, and you haven't gotten your pricing right. <clears throat> if you haven't gotten your pricing right, you will keep having problems with profitability. You will keep having problems with attracting your customers and retaining their business. You will keep having problems with sourcing. If you don't get your pricing right, you still keep having problems with um, you know having the business pay you a decent wage. Or delivering you a decent profit you will keep having problem attracting the right kind of people to your brand both in terms of your staff and your customers so getting your pricing right is important 
there are pricing formulas there are courses you can take right there are things you can do right go and learn go and learn about how to price right get an accountant within your team to help you fully capture all your costs there's so there's so much free content out there right now about pricing get yourself some get yourself some and if you're in the business of of fashion right you know you can take my online course how to start a ready to wear label in nigeria we have an entire module on pricing on how i do pricing even beyond just capturing costs so you can go ahead and go and take that module or you know what just take the entire course but that is one by one even if you are selling houses you need to get pricing right if you are selling coffee, you need to get pricing right. It has nothing to do with being a business owner in Nigeria. It has nothing to do with being a fashion entrepreneur. It's a business principle, right? You need to know how to capture all your costs. You need to know how to deliver a competitive price. You need to know how to deliver a price that fully reflects your price point category and your branding. You need to be able to deliver a price that can influence perception according to what you are trying to, you know, um, put out there in the market, the impression you're trying to put out there. There's so much about pricing that needs to be sorted because if you don't sort out pricing, everything else right um you might just be walking around in circles so before you throw in the towel before you say this thing is not working you know understand that it's not just about putting in the time it's about getting stuff right one of the things i mentioned right now is pricing but there are so many other things right so don't just focus on putting in the time focus on doing things right before you throw in the towel number two another myth right is about you having the right kind of customers in terms of you building like a cool brand you know you want to build a a brand that is cool a brand that um cool people you know patronize a brand that um you know the the celebrities wear you know, you're trying to give this perception that you are that kind of brand. And so you go out of your way to create this campaign, to create this brand message, you know, so that um, your brand looks cool and funky. You know what? I'm all for that. If that's the kind of perception you're trying to create, you know, like I always say, there's no right or wrong answer. If that's the kind of perception you want to create, that is absolutely fine. But guess what? When it comes to businesses that um, are sustained, when it comes to being successful, sustained success, when it comes to businesses that really do make the money, because at the end of the day, you know, you need to know that business is about making money. That is why it's called business, not a charity, not a non-for-profit. When it comes to that, what keeps the customers coming is being a dependable brand i have said this before and i will not stop shouting this from the mountaintops you need to work on making your business deliver on its promise you need to work on making your business be the best in what it does in terms of 
customer service in terms of satisfying its customers in terms of doing what it says on the tin in terms of being um good at what you do you know so i see businesses invest a lot of money in getting celebrity endorsements i have done that before nothing wrong with that i see people invest a lot of money on uh, being in a highbrow um, location you know a high street store getting yourself that amazing shop front i see people invest in really funky campaigns where you know they are really really being perceived as uh, being cosmopolitan and international awesome i've done that too but then they don't spend as much effort on ensuring that when the customer walks through the door they are greeted you know and the customer feels special when the customer picks on the outfit and she wears it it feels good on the skin when the customer calls right she gets a polite voice on the other end when the customer buys from your website she gets it delivered on time when the customer wears your dress it fits well when the customer buys your cake it is delivered on time you don't disappoint right not disappointing the customer should be the name of the game it's not about being cool people might identify with a cool brand but when it comes to a brand that they will consistently patronize they go for the dependable brands they go for the dependable brand in fact if you whittle it down to what really keeps a customer coming it's service delivery if your store is not even in the best location right i believe in in location 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 when it comes to retail i hope i really do believe in that but honestly if for some reason you cannot afford a highbrow location but you consistently deliver on your promise the customer comes to your store and she gets what she wants it's it's so important she gets what she wants so before you go investing in that big campaign if you're in the business of fashion, invest in a pattern maker to ensure that your clothes fit right. That's number one. Invest in ensuring that you get the kind of fabrics that you need on the regular. Invest in doing your homework in that regard. So that whenever your customer makes an order for something, she's getting what she has asked for. Invest in ensuring that you have the right partners for your logistics. So that when the customer says, I need this dress in two days and you promise her she'll receive it in two days, she gets it in two days. You know, people remember these experiences. People want brands that are dependable. So that when a need arises, people are not thinking, oh, what brand is the coolest? No. They may hold your bag, if you're a cool brand, they may hold your bag up on Instagram so that they will identify with you. You know what I mean? But when they have the need, they will go somewhere else. If they've not had a great experience with you, they will go somewhere else. So go back to your business, to the core of your business, to what your business is supposed to be about. You are not a PR agency. If your business is the business of delivering clothes, deliver clothes well. And do everything you need in delivering those clothes well. Whether it's fixing your production, whether it's fixing your delivery, whether it's fixing your fitting, whether it's fixing your supply, whatever you need to do, go and fix that. Because at the end of the day, nobody owes you any favors. Nobody is going to buy from you because 
you have just um, finished um, contributing half of your profits to an NGO. That may be great for PR. That might earn you a couple of likes and claps. That might bring people your way to your business. But when they do come to engage with you, if they find out that you are just an empty vessel, if they come to engage with you and they don't get what they want and they don't get it at, on time at the price that they can afford, then, you know, they'll like your pictures, but they won't buy your brand. You know, I think that is very, very important that we stop just trying to be cool, right? It's good for branding and I'm all for it, you know, but that's not all it's about. So be cool, fantastic. Get the, the, the celebrity endorsement, awesome, right? You know, get all the apps you need to do to to make your brand look funky and beautiful and and cosmopolitan, awesome. But please focus on your core business and deliver that well, so that you are shining the light on a business that works. So that when you do attract those customers, they become lifelong customers. All right. Number three. Hmm? Another thing I want you to do before you throw in the towel, another myth I want you to bust completely before throwing the ta- throwing in the towel, is that myth that says that um, all you need to do is employ some expensive staff, you know, high-profile staff, and you know, once you employ them, you are you are good, you are fine, you can go and relax. That is a fat lie. No one member of your team can make your business right. I see a lot of people do this. You go ahead and you employ this tailor from from Abidjan. He's supposed to be great. You employ him. You house him. You buy car for him. (laughs) You know, you, you set him up. And you think that just by having him, everything is sorted. Or I've seen people hire you know a pr team or hire a very expensive um, customer service um, person or you know we've all made these mistakes i've made this mistake as well feeling like oh once i can get this particular kind of a person then i'm, I'm cool and you know sometimes this would work for a minute but if your entire business is hinged on one person's skill you know that your business is very fragile don't you what you need to create is a system that constantly trains its people so that you are constantly having people within your team that can do the same things. You are not depending on any one person. And don't think that by depending on one person means that you can go and relax. No, you have to constantly ensure that not only does this person deliver, but that this person is also replicating himself. This person is also helping in, you know, training other people within your team. You don't want one superstar in your team, just one superstar. And then you feel like once you have this person, you are good, you know, and, um, you know, really can go and relax. Everybody I know has made this mistake, you know, that's superstar syndrome. I don't do that anymore. I've done it before. We've all been there. But it's a lie. And this makes your business very, very vulnerable. Very, very vulnerable. And um, one of the people that I spoke to, you know, is actually experiencing this right now. 
but she hired this really expensive um, talent and you know he's not teachable he's not willing to learn you know apart from hiring this expensive person you need to ensure that this person is actually able to deliver on the brief so for instance you hire somebody who is a really really good machinist you know they make amazing pieces just in terms of how they finish the pieces and how they can interpret sketches and how creative they are but this person does not replace a pattern maker for instance and a pattern maker for me is the most important member of your team because this is the person that determines how your clothes fit right so you you employ this very great machinist because they are from Abidjan and they know how to make clothes well but they don't know how to make patterns and they don't even know how to work with patterns so your clothes look amazing on the hanger they look amazing on instagram they look amazing on models but when it's time for people to actually buy you start having fitting issues that's because you have invested a lot of money in the wrong type of help or in just one kind of help you know and you have ignored the other kind of um, of of talents that your business needs so that is the reason why you need to look at your business from the lens of um, a business owner, right? Holistically. Also from the lens of what your business is doing, right? If you're in the business of ready-to-wear, you can't hire like you're in the business of bespoke. Do you understand? If you're in the business of ready-to-wear, you can't hire like you're in the business of making costumes. You know what I mean? And, and, and vice versa as well. So go and find out the kind of skill that your business needs. You can find this out online. You can take my online course, How to Start a Ready-to-Wear Label in Nigeria. I've itemized all the kind of skills that you need if you're trying to run a ready-to-wear label, if you're trying to run a fashion brand. They're all there, right? And then you begin to fill in this, um, these roles based on the needs that you have. My final points, my final point, and this one is particularly for people in the business of fashion, but I know it can apply to entrepreneurs in general. There's this myth that says that we need to have a lot of variety. We need to have a, a lot of variety to engage with our customers. You know, we need to have a lot of variety to, to, to make our businesses valid, you know, to keep people coming back. Now, I do believe that variety is good. Variety is a good thing. Variety is actually a good thing. You know, I believe that very much. But variety should not be at the expense of expertise. Please. It is much more important that you are good in a few things than you are just barely hanging on with a lot of things. It's, not in, it's more important that you are impressive in a few things, that you are the go-to person, you are top of mind in a few things, in a few designs, in a few um, styles, right? Or in a few categories than to offer, you know, 20 designs, 30 designs, 40 designs, and you are not committing to any one of them. You are not particularly great at any one of them. You know, having all that um, variety might be impressive, you know, just by, you know, for, for the next to the person who is just looking at your page. But when it comes to buying from you, we go to the brand that we trust, you know, their expertise. Expertise begets wealth, it begets patronage. 
So this is what I want you to do. If you're in the business of fashion, before you throw in the towel, you know, ditch that myth that you have to be everything, you know. Now, you know, the, the person I was talking to, you know, has a very wide range. But she admitted that um, she didn't really have bestsellers. So she had, you know, nice pieces. They look good in the pictures, really look good in the pictures, you know. But when people engage and try to buy, you know, they were not impressed with the finish. They were not impressed with the fit, right? And she always had this problem, you know. Meanwhile, there are a couple of pieces within her collection that have the the potential of being bestsellers, you know, but she hasn't focused on them. She hasn't poured gasoline on those. She hasn't owned them. You need to own your bestsellers. You need to be known for something. You need to be top of mind for something. You know, some people will look at exclamations and say, oh, but you have such a wide range. I've been 18 years in this game. You know, I've, I've, I've been in this business long enough that I've kind of established what I'm good at. And people know what I'm good at. Don't, don't get it twisted. People know what I'm good at. People come to me for what they believe I'm good at right and um it's important that you have this because that is what keeps customers coming back they're not coming to you because you are cool they're coming to you because you are good you are good at what you do so your goal should be to be good at something you know what if you have a 20 piece collection go and whittle it down whittle it down to three and pour some gasoline at those three that you consider to be bestsellers Go and ensure that people know you for something. You know what happens when you have such a wide range? You have all sorts of problems. You have problems with sourcing. And that is a big one. You have problems even with pricing. You have problems with merchandising. And of course, you have problems even in trying to get the customer's attention. You want them to, to focus on something. You want to be able to direct them as to what it is you want them to buy. Okay? So that is it for today. I'm done with the myths. I really hope this helps. Um, Please share this. Share this with as many people as you can. Anybody you know is at the verge of giving up, please send this to them. It doesn't matter if they're in the business of fashion or if they're in the business of selling cakes or selling coke. It doesn't matter. Just send this to anybody that you know is a bit frustrated and is at the verge of giving up. Let them hear this message. Thank you so very much for listening. I'll be back again real soon for another episode in this three-part series. Thank you for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye.